On imom.com, we share ideas, insight, and inspiration. We do all that here too, by sharing the best kind of stories, mom stories. We're all at different ages and stages, but one thing we have in common is that we're striving and sometimes struggling to love our children well. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the iMom Podcast. Abby, Chloe, Susan, and Megan, we are here once again um, to talk. We're kind of fast forwarding into high tech mode with this week's episode. It is called Protecting Your Child from Internet Regret. And Chloe has the story. Yes, as the token uh, iMom Podcast gal who grew up with the internet for the most yes. part. <laughs> you general I know. I find myself, funny, funny enough, I find myself like in prepping these episodes saying, well, you know, when we were kids, I'm like, well, when Chloe was a kid, yeah. when I was a kid, they're two different worlds. I know. I was actually like thinking about this story. I'm like, I think they're going to make fun of me at some point in the story <laughs> for my age, but that's okay. Um, okay. So do you guys remember the Harlem Shake Challenge? Mm-hmm. So it was in like late, I think late 2013, um, but it was like a massively viral challenge where people would get a group together and they would dance super wildly to a song called the Harlem Shake. And... They would be dressed in, like, normal clothes, and then when the music changed at a certain point, they would all be dressed in, like, really funky, like, stupid outfits. Anyways, My like, favorite one was the one with peanuts, like, with the um the peanut characters. Remember that one with, like, Linus <laughs> and Charlie Brown and stuff dancing? No? I don't remember that one. <laughs> Sorry. I, I did one with my friends, though, and I, at one point, was wearing an Eminem costume. Nice. So... That just paints the picture. But anyways, um, we had a little Harlem Shake video gone wrong at my school. So a bunch of my friends who were on the baseball team, they recorded a Harlem Shake video where they were on the school's baseball field and they had like cigars and they I think they I think they had champagne, which I don't know where they got. And they were like flipping off the camera at some points and um, they ended up getting expelled. For the video, because they posted on Facebook. And what year was this? 2013. And what grade, yeah. though? My senior year of high school. And they were seniors, and yeah. they got expelled yeah. as seniors. Yeah. <sighs> well, the administration had to do something. Yeah, and it stinks. Because it would look bad for them. Yeah, and so it stinks so bad, because, like, knowing these guys, like, they're lawyers, doctors, really great, like, professional businessmen now, like, really awesome guys from really great families, but, like, they weren't thinking. They were making a stupid video, but they were on school property with alcohol, tobacco, like mm-hmm. making gestures, obscene gestures. So anyways, like it was really, you know, looking back, I'm like, gosh, like those were such good kids. And they just made one mistake that ended in like such a serious uh, offense. And that's just one of several stories I have from my high school um, just social media posting gone wrong Um, and I graduated high school in 2013 so since then the internet has you know widely expanded and there is even more opportunities for kids to make one mistake that can seriously cost them their future Um, so in a world where so much revolves around the internet, what can we do right, to right. keep our kids safe? Well, I do think it's funny that you said, well, they're doctors and lawyers now. So, I mean, if your kids are listening to this episode, yeah. they're going, see, mom, I can do it. And I'll <laughs> still be fine. But it's, I think that, yeah, it's preferred that they don't get expelled their yeah. senior year. That's, yeah. that's not the path we want to go. Seriously. For sure. Um, you know, when I think about like those viral ones, I, I want to say, I, not for my kids, but some of my friends got an email from administration, I think it was last school year, saying like, if your child participates in the, oh my goodness, what was it called? What was it called? Um, 
Devious Licks, which I don't know why what that name was, but remember that was like the name of the group that started, I think, and it was like if they um, slap a teacher or if they rip stuff off the walls in the bathrooms. Do you remember that? It was like stuff that they would do it and record it and then post it. And it was like one of those viral challenges, like the slap a teacher challenge. And then they they post it. And it's like parents got the email saying if your child participates in this, they will be expelled. They will at least be suspended. And it's the same. Like, how do you what do you say to your child to to get them to use their their underdeveloped brain and realize I cannot participate in this stuff, even if it seems funny, even if it seems like I'll get a lot of likes or views on my whatever account. Well, even if it's not social, I was just talking to my co-host from our, my other podcast, Bible Book Club, and she, and she said the big thing now at our high school is slap boxing. What is that? I know, right? I had never heard of it. They just go up and slap somebody. You slap each other in the face. Well... <laughs> Well, it wasn't even for social. They were doing it. Some kids, you know, one or two maybe have been on the football team. And they have cameras all over the school now. Oh, gosh. And so, of course, they were caught doing it and got suspension. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So there's cameras everywhere. It doesn't matter if if it's for social. How do we keep our kids from doing silly things? See, so I think that there's, like, these challenges. Well, Chloe, can you explain, like, a viral challenge is it mostly on tiktok today or is it are there other places that people would find these viral challenges tiktok is definitely the most powerful platform for challenges it's the most it viral i'd say i mean and stupid to be honest i, I mean because okay so tiktok there's this you know there's this joke because you see tiktoks and then three months later your friends who only look at instagram reels will send you that TikTok on Instagram Reels, right. and you're like, yeah, I've seen this. Like, um, so Instagram Reels are just a little bit, they take a little bit longer to kind of come up TikToks faster. Yeah. Okay. So then a TikTok challenge, some of them are like, uh, are, how do I explain it? Some of them are challenges like the, eat the spoonful of cinnamon, which yeah. was like from years and years ago. But then there's other ones that are, um, like when I think this was during the pandemic, when something like ice, it was called like an ice cream challenge where people would go into grocery stores, take the top of ice creams, lick the ice cream and put it back. Oh, right. So during why, COVID. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> is there is there an appeal to it that I'm not understanding? Like as far as like the technical side of TikTok and like the the way that like an account becomes more popular, is, is that part of why? I think so. I think just the appeal is to get recognition, you know, to. But it's also silly fun. I mean, think about it. You know, TPing a house is. Yeah. It it was silly fun. Now, maybe champagne and cigars on the. (laughs) Take it a little far, but. Yeah. Licking the ice cream top, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Megan, did you ever get caught up in any, like, group mob kind of fun that (laughs) maybe you didn't use your brain for? Um, I mean, maybe Susan can remember, obviously I have a terrible memory, but one, one thing I do remember the guys doing, and it was similar to the slapping thing that you were saying, Susan is like, we'd be standing in our locker in middle school, high school, whatever it was. And the guy's game was they would come up, it's called five starring and they would smack the back of girls legs as hard as they could to see if they left a five finger handprint on the back of their legs uh-uh. and it hurt. No jokes so bad. And this wasn't, there were no cameras or anything like that. So I would have like handprints on the back of my legs. Like it hurt so bad. 
Um, but so was I do it remember that. like a sign that you were cool if they did it to you? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, it was probably more it cool was like, the boy who did it. Yeah. What? Well, but, but I mean, it was also cool. Like you're the girl they're doing it to. So that means, you know, they're right. like, you know, right. They're not like going up. To the, but um, I did TP people's houses, but that was like a fun thing. Yeah. And my mom drove us. Do kids do that anymore? Do kids TP houses anymore? They should. It's so Dude, much fun. I had right. so much fun TP houses. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, so and I did call the police. It's, it's not illegal as long as you don't hurt the car. It's just fun. I forked a yard once, yeah. which really now looking back, I'm like, oh, I would never do that again because like my back hurts so bad. <laughs> like, I'm too old for that now, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's a good but point. I was very much like, I did not like to get in trouble. So there was no yeah. way I was doing anything that would get me in trouble. Yeah. That's such a good point, though, that it's stuff that we've always done that people did in high school in the fifties. You know, it's kids have always done these things that are a little bit mischievous and silly and risky, but now it's on video and it's like taken to the nth degree because it goes viral. And then so more people want to do it. There's permanency. Well, when we're under the Tide Pod thing, yeah, people were yeah. eating Tide Pods. I was like, they what in the world? Yeah. They were yes. eating them and yes. a lot of kids died. Yeah. Terrible. It's awful. And that's the thing. So what do you do as a parent to get your child to think before participating in these things? Yeah. Well, and really think hard because in your case, those kids went on to be doctors and lawyers and certainly you can recover from something like that. But Megan was in a situation where um, they were on a big bus. You know, it was prom or homecoming. I don't remember. Anyway, kids oh, yeah. had been drinking. Yeah. And the they didn't know this, but the principal was at the party at the you know dance and as the buses rolled up because people rent these big party yeah. buses he would go on and search the bus and so their bus alcohol was found on it and they were all like marched into a room and of course megan and her really close friend were like calling me and her mother come get us we didn't do anything we promised you know they were so worried but the girl who actually it was determined had been drinking was suspended yeah and Yikes. it did affect her college um, she did not get into the college mm-hmm. that she had already been accepted to mm-hmm. because she was suspended. So it can really change your life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think when it comes to the like internet viral challenges, I think one, the first step is to be aware, you know, you have to know what is happening on the internet. And so yeah. sometimes just Googling like popular internet challenges or TikTok trends, you can, re- you can figure out like, oh, the reason my child asked for a big thing of cinnamon is because he might be wanting to do that. I know the cinnamon one is like super old. Um, Another idea would be like to like go back in history because these, you know, the trends just, they go away so fast. By the time you know about it, it's probably already gone. But you can like have your child like look at some older ones and show them that something that looks potentially harmless could actually be dangerous. Like the salt and ice challenge. Do you remember that one? Mm-mm. So like, that, yeah, where it burns you. Yeah, yeah. So you put salt on your skin and then you add an ice cube and you hold it there for as long as you can. But it gave like severe burns to oh. some of the kids that participated. So it's like just getting your child to, to realize that just because somebody else has done it or it sounds funny, it might be dangerous. It might be, you know, just might be deadly even like the Tide Pod Challenge. Yeah. And then I think asking your child to like, you know, um, or asking them questions. Are there victims mm-hmm. in this in this prank or in this game? Have you thought about 
this? What's the worst outcome that could happen? And I don't think you want your child to like go through life thinking of worst case scenarios necessarily, but to actually just pause and think period before reacting and before doing something. I have a story about a terrible prank. We had a friend in college who had been dating her boyfriend for a really long time. And one of my friends came up with the idea and thought it would be funny to um, take one of our, one of our friends had like a small like diamond ring take a picture of it with it on their left hand and post it on her Facebook. <laughs> and they did this. And this is before Facebook was big. Like we'd just gotten Facebook when I was in college, posted on her Facebook. And it was like the middle of the night, but I guess oh some God. people from her hometown saw it and started calling her mom and her dad and being like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to say her name, but is engaged. I can't believe it. <laughs> so then she is getting calls in the middle of the night and her boyfriend is getting calls in the middle of the night. All these things like it spiraled way more out of control than we realized it was going to. But it was I felt we we all felt horrible because we didn't realize that like because she was like, guys, in my hometown, like people do get married at this age. They're really young. And so like we just thought no one would believe it. Yeah. But it was it was I we'd like apologize to her parents, all these things. Oh it was gosh. terrible. Yeah. Oh, you Gosh, I think it does show how quickly news can spread and like you don't think anybody's going to see it. Then all of a sudden everybody sees it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, if if there's a trend or a a challenge that you think is fun and funny and you've looked at it and it, it looks harmless, let them do it just so that you don't you know, they don't think, oh, mom's a fuddy duddy and she doesn't want us to have fun. I, I remember the podcast you did, Abby, where you said that you let your son microwave his underwear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great example mm-hmm. of saying, oh, okay, well, let's think about this. Like you said, is there a victim? No, it's just for fun. Um, it's not going to hurt anybody. So sure. Uh, when I used to take them, you know, teeping, I would text the mom ahead of time and I'd say, hey, we'll be back in the morning to clean it up. But just heads up, we're having some fun. And so what was the intent? What were you teaching them to yeah. do afterwards? Take responsibility. Yeah. Uh and that, I think, helps them decide the difference between a kind of covert, rebellious prank where they know they're not supposed to be doing it wrong versus a let's just have fun prank. Yeah. 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 Have you guys heard of the one, the tooth filing trend? No. So there's one. Oh, no. That, was, I, oh, that already makes my mouth Yeah, hurt. it's just what it sounds like. Um, but you, it can do permanent damage. Oh what? That sounds painful. What? People are actually filing their teeth? So they're straight across, <laughs> yeah. And I asked my kids about it, you know, like, what is the worst thing that could happen in this? And they're, you know, at the moment out, nine and 11, yeah. and like, uh, you could break a tooth. I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, yeah. Or hit a nerve. nerve. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, it, you know, asking your child to think before they participate, yeah. I think, is, is step number one. I mean, really, even like, and if this is going beyond, like, we're not, we haven't hit this part yet. Just anything, not even just with challenges, but like what you're posting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, are you posting a bunch of pictures in your bathing suit and like anyone can see it? You know, are you having a fight on Twitter? Oh my gosh, I got, I was just telling Bobby and Abby off air, like, I literally had to delete my Twitter from high school because. I just tweeted the most out-of-pocket, inappropriate stuff. I would get in fights with people. Like, just having access to the internet and, like, being able to have those conversations that are so immature and public. And, like, I'll never forget, like, I was... my, My parents didn't have Twitter. And I was walking behind where my dad was sitting on the couch, and he was scrolling through my Twitter. And I was like, why are you looking at my Twitter? He's like... 
because I can't. Like, I'm, I want to see what you're tweeting. And, like, looking back, I'm like, smart man. You know, mm-hmm. like. But, Dad, why didn't you stop me? I know. Uh, well, honestly, I'm like, dang, Dad. Like, <laughs> I was looking like a fool. But, like, I mean, really, like, be friends with your kids on social media. Every social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything. Be friends with your kids and look at what they're posting. Even if I don't have TikTok, but I only follow my daughter. Okay. Well, what do, what do you say then about all the fake accounts? Like how? Yeah, do, that's what I was going yeah. to ask. Yeah. How do you find the fake accounts then? Well, yeah. I do think you have to have access to their phone too. Yeah, that's I mean, a good point. There yeah. Has to be, there has to be some type of monitoring on yes. their phone. Yes. It can't be. Just I will free say with. Even with Finsta's like fake fake Instagrams, I was I know that Sorry. that's the word. I yeah. just couldn't say it. I, it's not it's not a word that, that I'm allowed to use at my age. <laughs> Even with Finsta's, <laughs> they are attached to the phone number that they are set up with, so you can find them under someone's phone number. Okay, well that's good to know. But you did actually move into kind of the next part of this conversation. So one way that our kids can be you know feel regret online is by participating in dumb challenges. But the other one like you said, is posting and sharing photos and saying things that will either come back to haunt them later down the road with college or an administrator now, a teacher now. And, you know, you don't have to look very far to see, like, girls taking pictures of themselves and posing in a certain way and looking at, like, how they're going to post pictures. And it's it feels like it must take up so much of their brain space and energy and self-worth like all of the picture posting I just I can't imagine and then for us to try to like tell our girls girls especially but boys too that the pictures you post where you post them what you're doing in them who you're sending pictures to these things you have to think carefully about what you do yeah the image you're putting off even if you don't mean to and I know that's a big conversation too but and it's a hard one to win because they're getting likes for it so you know the popularity is telling them no people like it while you're saying this is not a good thing well and because even if your 16 year old friends at school like it like you're college coach who's looking to recruit you might not like it or if you're in college and you're posting all these pictures your future employer might not like it it's so much of the thought being in the now yes yes in the future exactly and that's part of being a teenager having like having those conversations with your kids regularly like you were saying of can we think about the Mm -hmm. future and not just the now Mm -hmm. how do you avoid shaming her if you know talking about girls posting pictures that you think are inappropriate like what do you say you can't say that's disgusting you know you can't you don't want to say anything that is going to make her feel worse about herself but especially if she's posting them to get affirmation from her peers you know I was always taught what are you trying to draw attention to yeah. You know, if, if they're being showing parts of their body, they shouldn't. Okay. So you're trying to draw attention to that. What kind of attention are you trying to get? Because that's yeah. the message you're sending. Or are you trying to draw attention to you always having a good time? Why? Why do you want people to think you're always, yeah. are you always having a good time? So it's, it's kind of what's your motive? You know, if this is your, if this is your scrapbook and you're just posting it because this is your life and it's for you. But if you're trying to get ratings and then you're kind of, Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's really hard because we we like attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I think that um, this is going to sound really silly, but so the version of this, like I remember was, you know, like what music are you listening Mm. to? What kind of music do you, and the the whole thing, like, you know, if your grandmother was in the car, in the seat next to you in the car, would you be listening to this (laughs) song? If Jesus was riding in the car with you, would you be listening to this song? So like creating some kind of filter for our kids, like when it comes to the challenges or the pictures or the comments and, and the tweets, you know, what would your dad think about this? Yeah. What would, you know, if the wrong person saw this, what would they think about you? Um, what am I saying I think about myself by posting this picture? I think that there's a lot that you can suggest that they think through um, that will help form their own consciences. It's good. Um, and help them make better choices for sure. I did find a statistic talking about kind of like this is internet related, but not internet related, but like, sexting and sending pictures and things like that 17 percent of sexters share the messages they receive with others and 55 share them with more than one person and and like even the the pictures that go away so if you're doing it on snapchat or whatever you can take a screenshot and those things never go away yeah i was gonna talk about snapchat too because don't let your kid have a Snapchat. <laughs> it's just so bad. And there's really, really not enough um, laws protecting kids from, um, you know, having their nude nude photos um, distributed, mm-hmm. uh, distribution of child porn and all that. Like, it's not... It's not stringent enough to really stop it from happening. Yeah, and well, there's I, too much of it. Uh, yeah, and I have had a lot of friends, you know, go through that. And mm. we had this whole thing in high school where there was a website where, like, um, a bunch, it was awful. A bunch of my friends had their photos on that website, and it was just really awful. Like, it's, it, yeah, and it's so normal, I think, send, uh, sending Photos like that and videos like that is so normal and it is so permanent. Mm-hmm. When you say so normal, you mean it's happening so often. Sorry, yes, not yeah. normal. No, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's happening. If prevalent, kids prevalent. think it's normal to do. Another statistic from Pew Research said that 88 percent of teens said they shared too much personal information online, and that also could equate, you know, equal sharing too private information. So too much equals too private. One study found that 53 percent of the kids between 11, age 11 and 16, viewed explicit material online. We have a whole episode about pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also 40 percent of kids agreed that it's normal to share nude photos. I wonder when they say normal to share nude photos, are nude photos of themselves or just nude photos that they find online? Of them, I would say of themselves. I think it's probably of themselves. But does that mean, uh, but to say it's normal. Because so many girls and even boys are so inhibited about their bodies. It's it's interesting to me that they would take pictures. I I have so many, I mean, story after story after story of girls I know now, girls I knew in high school. Yeah. Their nudes getting out. I think, why do you think they would do it? Is it, that's such a dumb question. I guess because they think it's normal. It's for affirmation. It's the same reason kids hook up, like, you know, it's the affirmation of feeling like, oh, I sent someone this and they liked it. Even, so what does someone have to say? Like, what does a boy say to a girl that (laughs) convinces her that... Are they in a relationship or is this just like an open? No, it's just like it's like the beginning. Sorry, I'm I'm not trying to like. I feel like I'm being really inappropriate, but this is the reality. No, it's like I'm, we're it's, asking. It's a lot of times unsolicited pictures come in from guys. 
and yeah, then sure, sure. girls that which okay never mind send back <laughs> or vice versa could be but it's this it's the same it's the same thing as when you go out and you go to a bar and you're like I need to like go home with someone it's that same kind of desire for affirmation it's just like you can have it on your phone and unfortunately it's kids virtual. It's, it's virtual it's virtual kids have earlier access to it kids can't walk into a bar and have that but it's mm-hmm. that same drive for i need someone to affirm me mm-hmm. and or i need attention yes it's yeah i do remember in an article that i that i was researching girls feeling really excited when a boy asked them they just want to be asked for a picture oh like, yeah I, I wish a boy would ask me for a picture of myself oh, God. <laughs> like you know like they just they they feel like it's a a sign that they are worth something or beautiful or yeah. whatever Man, i am so, so glad sad. i grew up when i did well i mean yeah it's <laughs> not battle this yeah no it's it's awful it's so Megan, bad. you're not that much older than chloe did this ever happen to you Megan, you didn't have Snapchat, though, did you? I didn't have Snapchat until after college. Uh, so your brain was developed. Yeah. <laughs> but you had texting. We yeah, we had texting. That, maybe I was, like, super sheltered, but I don't recall ever doing that, and I don't recall any of my friends ever doing that. I mean, maybe they just didn't tell me, it but... a very grainy picture. Wait, I don't so how the quality of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 28. Snapchat came out it's when I was filter. a junior, or a sophomore, but junior in high school. Are they just snapping? So Megan's only four years older than you. It's but Snapchat, like, made it rampant. It yeah. was like, also... Again, because you, 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 you saw the quality of photos with the iPhone. Wait, what did you say, Megan? Kids thought it would disappear, and then they yeah, were realizing yeah, that people could yeah. screenshot it and yada yada. So then it wasn't as like, safe. and they thought it would disappear in ten seconds. So they thought with, it would, you could get, you know, it would be a quick blip, and that was it. Right, because with Snapchat, if they screenshot it, you would get a notification that they screenshot it. But what they would do is one person would hold it down, and their friend would take a picture of the phone so it didn't look like a screenshot so they thought they were just giving a little peek exactly but but the peek got captured all right so in the show notes i'm going to include a printable for um a social media contract i'm also going to include a printable for how to pray for your middle schooler Mm. and your teenager (laughs) Um, and then we would love for you to tell us your favorite like parental control app or service if you have one tell us how you're, you're monitoring your kids online activity uh, use the link there in the show notes. And because we want more good things on the internet, give us a five-star rating on iTunes so that moms can find us and um, you know have these little 20, 25-minute nuggets of encouragement every single Monday. Did we encourage? Yeah, I, just, I, was I, would, say, say, uh, I would say one more thing. I'd say if you're overwhelmed by this, you know what? This Kids go through learning lessons and don't overreact if it happens. Right. But it is a teaching opportunity and talk to them about how it's well, important. And by reading I'm on Mom content and listening to this podcast, yeah. clearly you're trying to be proactive. Exactly. You're trying to. You're in the know. Yes. That's you good. are doing the good thing. So yes. there. Yes. We're, exactly. we're encouraging you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're one step in the right direction. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.